Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Mama's Morning Cup Podcast. Whew, I have been on a journey these last couple of months taking social media sabbaticals, time away from the show just to think, meeting with some awesome people in the life coaching space, diving more into my relationship with God, a whirlwind. But I am back with another episode for you all. First, I want to give a listener shout out to some new listeners in Evansville, Indiana. I see you. Welcome. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the show wherever you are listening to the show. By following the show, you are updated when a new episode is out. A faithful listener shout out goes to my friends over in Australia. Hey, hey, hey. I am so appreciative of the international listenership that I have. Can we just appreciate the mamas all over the world who are in need of a community? And with this show, I can bring us a little closer together. So shout out to you, my international friends. This means so much to me that you tune in on a regular basis and thank you. So now on to today's episode. So grab your cup and let's dive in. Hey there, I am Quinn Minier, board certified case manager specializing in behavioral health turned host of Mama's Morning Cup podcast. I am a mama of a thousand kids that loves to encourage and inspire fellow mamas to fill their cups with intention. You can find me most days wearing leggings and reading a good book. On this podcast, I am here to remind busy mamas that you are not alone in this journey we call motherhood. I share behind the scenes stories of my chaotic household, tips and tools to help you live intentionally in the areas of health, family, career, and inspiration to prevent burnout by creating intentional living. The topics on this podcast are based on my personal and professional experience, empowerment, along with my opinions and views of this world. And you can also hear from other moms who will inspire us through their motherhood journeys. So grab your morning cup and let's dive in. The teenage years are the hardest. I find myself questioning my ability as a mother, if I can handle the pressure, the arguments, the responsibilities, the frustrations that come along with this journey. Let me set the scene. It is now raining on a Sunday afternoon. I have been out of the house twice today to transport a teenager to work, pick up dinner from the grocery store, and wash dishes by hand since there were only a few. I have played drive through with my four-year-old, watched church online until we are fully comfortable going back in person. Sunday has been good so far. I love to treat it as my Sabbath when I don't work on anything too strenuous or that takes up most of my day and time. I need rest. We all do. 
We have long weeks of school, sports, work, and miscellaneous things that may come up. I love Sundays. This particular Sunday, I am in my feelings. Why? Because the teenage years are the hardest. I am currently in some sort of battle with each of our teens. That's five, if you are keeping count. Why are they so reluctant to say thank you? They don't trust my judgment. And frankly, I don't trust any of theirs as well. That's okay. I am in my feelings of which boundaries do I expand and or which do I tell the kids to never cross. I am in my feelings about teens not knowing when and how to express gratitude without being prompted. Didn't I teach them properly? Why are they so reluctant to say thank you? It's so simple. Say thank you for the ride, mom. I know you didn't have to. Thank you for protecting my feelings, ma. You didn't have to. Thank you for showing up to my game. You didn't have to. Thank you for paying my phone bill. You definitely didn't have to. I am so grateful for all that you do. How many of us want to hear this on a regular basis and not just on that particular Sunday in May, you know, The one day out of the year dedicated to show how grateful we are to have our mothers. Even last year, I wasn't able to have that day to myself because it was my baby's fourth birthday. How can I not give up my day for them? That's my point. It's the sacrifice we make and the things we do that teens are blind to see or Are they blind? If you say to them that you would like them to express gratitude, are you met with the attitude like, well, is this really something special that you did? Why do they feel as if this was part of the job description? You know, the one they think in their head that, oh, you're my mom. You're supposed to do that. Newsflash, you little ungrateful teen. I am only required to pray for you, make sure you have a roof over your head, clean water, drink, food in your stomach, and clean clothes on your back. Nowhere in my job description says I am to provide transportation back and forth to your first job, to sports practice and away games, give you spending money to hang out with your friends, Oh, yeah. And give your friends a ride too. pay extra cell phone bills when you can use mine just fine. Drive you nine hours to have a great spring break. I mean, this list can go on and on and on. We just ask for a simple thank you. Another reason I am in my feelings is because I know how hard it is to be a teenager. I mean... I have lived it before becoming a mom myself. Yes, times were different. It was the late 90s and early 2000s, which was prehistoric to my children. But hey, I survived with a phone that had a cord and had to share with the rest of my family. Not one computer in my home, one family TV, 
having to walk and ride a bike to get to my friends' homes and also school. I also had a different family dynamic than my children. And a lot was to figure out on my own. Now, as a mother myself to five teenagers, whether they are biological or not, I am responsible for their growth and well-being. There are freedoms and responsibilities given and also respect given even when they don't show respect for parental efforts. I do know that the teenage years are hardest when you are the one experiencing the body changes, the hormonal imbalances, the adjustments of schooling, the loss of friendships, the wanting to become more independent from your parents. I get that. Sometimes as a teenager, you feel like you're losing control of everything. That's how I have felt raising teenagers. Like, dang, what can I control? The answer is not much. I can control my response to you. This may not even be about control or parenting. It may just be about response. How we respond to things that we don't like. Let's look at the definition of control. Control means I need to maintain authority and influence over something or someone. Nope and nope. I do not want to maintain authority because there is a day when I want my children to be able to maintain authority over their own lives. That is the whole point of guided parenting, right? Maintain influence? Um, probably not entirely. I do want to influence you in a positive way and show the way to resolve issues and also how to treat people while respecting your own boundaries. But I do not want to influence your whole being. Teenagers have to bump their heads at times and learn life lessons just like the rest of us. I know that it's okay to give my teens freedom, freedom to be themselves, and I'll be myself also. The life lesson I am learning right now and those who are also in this season of growing as a parent with teenagers... We have to give up the demands and turn them into requests so that we are able to communicate on the level they are at. Now, hold on. We can still have certain demands if it falls into the boundaries and also if it's a safety issue. But teenagers aren't hearing the demand we place on them per se. They may respond adversely, so we have to ask ourselves, when we are making demands and even requests. What am I wanting the outcome to be when I talk to my teen? And am I going to say this in a tone that will be received? Trust me, it is so hard because I swear my teens only hear me when I am yelling and counting to three. They move their butts then. Like I said, I am a work in progress as well as you, my friend. I was taught to honor thy mother and father. I didn't always do that. I do admit I was not the best teen at all. And I wish I could do it over, but 
I had the best lessons as a teenager. Things that I am still asking for forgiveness for, even though I know I was already forgiven the first time I asked. I grew up in a single parent home. My dad was a part of my life, don't get me wrong, but I did not live with him full time most of my life. I did, however, live with him when I was in the eighth grade, I think, but about half of the school year or so, I went back to, um, I should say halfway through the school year or so, I went back to live with my mom. My children are able to live in a two-parent home in this state of their life and really for most of their lives, and there is a major difference on both ends. Developmentally for the kids and also as a mother, you have a partner to assist in rearing the children. Now, I am not saying the kids don't still depend on mom more or come to us more than they do dad because here, that's what they do. My kids will totally walk right past my husband to find me to ask something that he could answer. What's up with that? Not to mention... I think moms get the most attitude from them. It could be different in your house, but in mine, I am like, um, who is giving you a ride right now to work, to school, to your friend's house? You better calm down. Oh, man. Sometimes I do not like my kids. Not them as a person. I absolutely do love them as a person. Who are they becoming or who they are becoming? Their personalities and their growth. I don't like the behaviors, the attitudes, the words they use, the constant need for the internet, the want to be a part of the hustle and bustle, the constant why questions. You know what I mean? Or if you don't have teens yet, (laughs) just wait. Of course, our role is to direct the kids on the right path so they don't stray in the future. I know they don't truly understand the sacrifices we make on their behalf until they reach a certain level of maturity. I didn't understand the sacrifices my own mother made until I had children of my own and found myself a single mother of three just like her. Every day is a gift to either start over with our teaching and guiding or expanding on our prior teaching of where they should go on the path. I'm not saying we should be deciding things for them, but guiding their journey. We can't make life decisions that are outside of our parental authority, but they are still learning and growing. And although they think they know it all, they don't. Wait. Can someone rewind that back and tell my son? So one thing I want to leave you all with, whether or not you are currently a parent of a teenager or will be in the future, learn their love language. This definitely makes a difference. I will link the book from Gary Chapman and Ross Campbell, MD, which is such a great resource to have. It's the five love languages of children and um, one book that I'm going to start reading that I hear great things about is Parenting from the Inside Out by Daniel J. Siegel, MD, and Mary Hartzell. 
And another great thing to do is ask questions. There's always something to learn from our children, no matter what age they are. As a teen, I wish more questions were asked on a level of wanting to actually hear the response. If there's anger, of course, there is a deeper issue. And with asking questions when they are ready, they will let us know what's going on. Another thing I am such an advocate for is if you sense that your child, even not being a teenager, is having a hard time expressing what's going on, ask them if they want to talk to an outside objective person. Therapists are an incredible resource for children, even just to talk to someone. Life coaches as well work with teenagers and youth. What I want you to take away from this episode is parenting a teenager is very hard, but there can be a level of understanding on both ends if we all put in the work. Until next time, please leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the blog on quinminier.com, which houses the show notes for the podcast, and go like and follow Mama's Morning Cup Facebook page. Go ahead and create that intentional time for yourself this week. I am going to include some scriptures for further studying if you are interested in reading what the word says regarding raising children. Proverbs 2020 and Proverbs 22.6. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Mom's Morning Cup. Hit the follow button. Do it next time. Bye.